Welcome to Seniors and the People Who Love Them. I'm Cookie. I'm Frankie. And I'm Wendy. So let's talk about our guest speaker from our last episode, Ira Tista O'Donnell. She shared her knowledge on falls. She gave us a lot of insight into the issue of falls from both a facility and a nursing home perspective. Well, a facility and a nursing home perspective and in one's home environment. What do you guys think about that? It was great. Falls are so important. They can be so life-changing. I used to really get annoyed every time I would go to the doctors and he would say, have you fallen recently? Have you fallen recently? And I realized after our most recent episode is that a fall could be an indicator of something else from a medical perspective. Do you all not agree? I agree. And that's why we tell our listeners when doctor asks that question and truthful answer that because some people think that if I tell them that I fall, it's kind of weak she falling and stuff like that. If they ask you that question, please answer truthfully. Right. It is not a reflection of your how you're doing health-wise. It's just give a doctor some perspective, how to treat your disease process or how certain medication also cause the fall, as we previously talked about it. So please do tell your doctor the truth when they will ask you those questions. Because I remember long time ago, I was fall at work because of my shoes got stuck. And it was so embarrassed. So when doctor asked me, have you been falling? I said, no. I haven't been falling. With all this, could I give you other perspective? Today, we will be discussing subject that is very popular for many of us. It's a topic that anyone can relate it to. And that is the topic of having a hobby. Our focus today is on hobbies for senior. Our disclaimer is that we are neither lawyers or physicians. If you need medical advice or legal advice, please seek the advice of either a lawyer or a practitioner. So I am happy to present a couple of people. One I will be presenting, and Pinky, you will present the other person. I'm happy to present someone that I've been knowing for years. She's going to talk about her hobby. Actually, she has two hobbies that she will discuss with us today. Her name is Tina Wilkinson, and our other guest is J.K. Patel, but we'll discuss what he does. But before our guests talk, let's first discuss what a hobby is. Wikipedia defines a hobby as an activity, interest, or pastime that is undertaken for pleasure or relaxation, done during one's own leisure time. So in that regard, a hobby is when you are actively pursuing something outside of work hours. Hobbies can bring in enthusiasm and pleasure that enriches us. So since our focus is on seniors, Pinky, we're calling Pinky old. Since our focus is on seniors, Pinky, can you share what your hobby is? Yeah. Since we're talking about old people, Pinky, you're up. I'm old. I'm getting there. Don't worry about that. Really, there is not much hobby that I do. But what I like is most of is socialization with my friends and family members and every chance I get. I know it's like a little hobby, but 
we are from countries is far away from United States. So I like to talk to people. So I usually call them at least once a week back home and talk to them what they do and telling what I'm doing. And especially with this new this thing we started is the podcasting. They are very interested to listening too. They think that we are doing wonderful thing. And mostly I do like sometime gardening, going out and doing my garden a little bit, trimming the roots or whatever. But my favorite hobby is a socialization. Go even going talk to friends, going out to dinner with the friends, even including my neighbor. If I don't have anything to do, just knock the neighbor door. Come on, I'm coming to talk to you or have a glass of wine or something. And that's my best hobby is more socialization. I like socializing with you, Pinky. I do too. <laughs> so I can share mine's Wendy. I'm a senior too. Very proud of it. My main, I have really two. One of my major hobbies is reading. I, I love reading, but I love reading before I retire at night. It's I read something inspirational, something that allows me to be introspective and to provoke my thinking and prepare me for my day ahead. But I also like fun. And that's one of the reasons why I had to come on because I enjoy dancing. I love dancing, not as much as I used to because of the impact of the pandemic, but as time continues and more people are coming out, dancing is also a hobby of mine because when we think of a hobby, we think of something that we do pretty much as you indicated Pinky, that is leisure, something that's fun, something that we enjoy, something pretty much outside of our day in and day out work, work, working hours. But and when I dance, and I'm sure Tina can attest to this, I don't think about anything else but dancing. <laughs> Hobby is very enjoyable. I used to enjoy horticulture. I don't have as many plants that I used to have because I've moved into a smaller environment, but I would always talk to my plants. I would feel their vibrations. I could feel a sense of love emanating from them. Horticulture was an, another pastime of mine, but uh, yeah. So they are my hobbies. What about yours, Wendy? I know you're not a senior, but I know you have a couple of hobbies. I'm a year away from being a senior. <laughs> I might hitch up for some advice on your horticulture and gardening because I feel like I dabble in a lot of things, but I'm not good at any of them. I enjoy watching things grow. I'm not sure I I like the actual process of weeding and yeah. all that, but when it's successful and it, everything looks really pretty, that's a really satisfying feeling. I got into podcasting. It's probably been about seven years now. I started podcasting. I just started listening to podcasts and then I became like a super fan of this particular podcast and then they developed into a whole network. And so I started podcasting back then, really enjoying it. I was able to do a whole series on Handmaid's Tale, which is a favorite novel of mine that I read when I was a little girl. I love the show. It's just so well done. So I've been 
on that for two years now and will continue with the last season of Handmaid's Tale. And then he's going to do the whole second novel that Margaret Atwood wrote, which is called Testaments. So the producer of Handmaid's Tale is going to develop a new series on that as well. And we got to interview the director a couple times. It's been really a great experience. I don't think I would have ever had the knowledge or nerve to do what we're doing now if I didn't have that background. So I'm really grateful for that. I like to walk in the woods in my neighborhood. I like to walk my dog. I started playing Minecraft, which sounds really silly, but I started playing that when COVID first started because there was nothing to do and my kids were playing it and you can get on a server so that you're all in the same game together. And Mm -hmm. I really like that. That's really cool. You can make like really cool creations in Minecraft and it's just fun to spend time with them on there. So I'm still doing that occasionally. Yeah, I understand people who do that. Wendy, you mentioned it, that gardening. So giving, talking about our next speaker, Patel, he's a master of gardening. And I will give you his hobby. If I'm not mistaken, his main hobby is gardening. Let's tell him to talk about what is his best hobby is. Hello, good evening, everybody. Sorry, I'm a little bit tired because of the humidity and temperature of 85 degrees today. It was really hot. And that's why you feel tired, so that's fine. I would love to hear about the gardening. Okay, we can start with the gardening first. I'm 74 years old, and back home in India, all the Patels are supposed to be farmers originally. So we inherited how to do gardening or grow all kinds of crops in back home before even the British left. Wow. So Patels are very famous in that subject. But I'm coming back to the point that here it's very simple. There are simplest way to grow and do gardening for your case is to do it in the pots. That way you avoid your weeding business. Number one. Number two, make sure the you know the pots are a little bigger has enough of coffee grinds and eggshells and banana peels in the bottom. That gives all the magnesium and everything natural fertilizer. You don't have to buy them from Home Depot. I'm going to need your phone number. 443? No, don't do that. We'll get it. Not yet, we'll get it. Give it to you. Yeah, I'm going to need to call you. How long have you been gardening? Like, when did you start? Actually, I've been starting that back home in Uganda when I was only nine years old. Wow. And I continued doing that until I came back to the United States. Certain places like Singapore and other countries, I couldn't do any gardening, just traveling and doing all the other work. Anyway, the short form is in gardening, first of all, you have to pick the sunlight watering. What is the best place for you? To pick and keep away from deers and other stuff. So with the so, coffee and eggshells and other stuff, the bugs will not, don't like the smell. I am going to have to remember that. Keep growing. The best thing to do is to start growing now in the small parts, seedling, because you don't have too much time and money buying from the Frank's Nursery and Home Depot and paying 60 dollars $70, $80. What other hobby that do you enjoy? Okay, so we're going to start with the last 
40 years of my residency in Uwala, I found a place where there was no water and sewage, it was outhouses. And I was happy to be there because it reminds me back in India. In the last 40 years, I've been president of the Great Uwala Community Association for the last 25 years. Elected president, not nominated. Been helping the whole neighborhood, including all the seniors in the neighborhood. They come in the morning for coffee, read newspaper, watch the news, argue about the politics. We discuss a lot of things like back and forth. In the afternoon, all the school kids back home before their parents come, they hang out to my business place, the store, for the guidance of doing some homework. They use my computers, we supply them some materials to do their essays, and keep them busy and occupied. And also it helps me because I'm keeping them away from the troubles or getting into trouble. <laughs> and I'm happy for that. Keeps you out of trouble. I also noticed that going, living close to him, that he does, his hobby is a gardening. In other words, he has a gardening, like certain area to do garden and invite all seniors to give a little plot so they grow whatever they want to grow and they, whatever the produce comes from it, they take it home. So he has half an acre land where he give the pot to each senior in a community to grow whatever they want to grow. It helps seniors to do the gardening and then they get tomatoes and whatever they grow, they take it home. So that's one of his hobby that I'm aware of it. The main thing is, we have a Benjamin Banner, which is right next to me and Pinky's house. He walks over there on a trail trail all the time. We have a land of 144 acres. They have given me a certain place to do all my garden, 500 square feet, and make 48 plots. They only give $25 for the whole year, which costs less than 10 cents. We do supply them water inside. Buckets and buckets. At the same time, everybody shares their extra produce. And we have extra leftover. We pass it on to the seniors or temples who need it with no cost. And the most important thing in having gardening business is we let the customer go and pick their own tomatoes, okras, cucumbers to make salad and bring them in my place and we do it. They enjoy doing that. Instead of buying them from the plastic bags from the grocery stores. Hot peppers is one of the most important thing in my life. We grow lots of different varieties of hot peppers, which is 22 different kinds. And the extra leftover in month of October, we make hot sauces for the Thanksgiving and Christmas time because you don't have any fresh so those sources are approved by the health department. It's much better and quite with no chemicals in it, all natural. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that. Say your name for me again. J.K. Patel. And I'm a good dancer too. So when you next time you want to dance, you call me, I'll be right. Oh yeah, I've seen you. I've seen you dance before. I'll mention to you as a dancing queen. Ever so. I've seen you dance. Yeah, I would definitely. I'm good to talk to our hand dance instructor. 
But before I moved to Tana, as far as gardening, and as, as you mentioned, your personal pot, I always put eggshells all throughout my time and at in the water. And then I let the water sit for a period of time. And then I would put the water at room temperature in the to water the, the plant. So I, I do agree. And then I also heard about the coffee grinds also in in the soil, the potting soil. You put this potting soil in and then you also add the coffee grinds. So there are two things that you mentioned that I'm very familiar with. If they are Indian, and if you are looking for Indian plant, saying curry leaves, two-way plant, all this Indian that you don't get it, please go to him and he'll grow one for you so you can grow bigger and bigger plant because that's okay. what he does for me. Okay, great. He's very useful on growing the plant. So our next speaker or guest is someone that I've known for a good number of years. And as I stated earlier, I have witnessed two of her hobbies. One is crocheting, which I can't do any crocheting or knitting. And then the other is hand dancing. She has influenced me to a great extent. She's a phenomenal hand dancer. Her hand dance instructions has led me into wanting to continue to dance any and every chance. So Tina, tell us a little bit about how you came about both of your hobbies, hand dancing and crocheting, and what we would do or we choose to pursue either, how we would go about it. Okay. Like I said before, hello, ladies. Thank you for having me. I'll start with crocheting first because that's what I'm doing. I'm doing both, but I'll start with that because I'm really excited about my crocheting. Actually, I started crocheting about 30 years ago. My first, my oldest daughter, I made one sweater for her. And I've always liked to work with my hands. And my mother sewed, my mother was a sewer. She made just about all of our little dresses and so forth. So I tried the, to, the crocheting. I really can't remember how I actually got into it, but I tried it then. But because raising a family and working, I did not do it. I had to stop doing it. So I think about 11 years ago, I retired. And I wanted something to do other than sitting at home. And I don't, again, I don't remember why crocheting came back to my mind, but I Googled it, found out the materials I was supposed to be using. When I did that, I found there was a lot of videos that actually teach you how to crochet. So that's what I did. I didn't go to classes. I'm like a self-taught crocheter. And I started from there. I got all my equipment, crocheting. What it does for me, it relaxes me. I get excited when I go into a store of yarn. <laughs> I have one room in my house that's dedicated to nothing but yarn. Just about any color you want, different sizes, different weights of yarn. A lot of people don't think you just can't make any project with just any kind of yarn. So I learned a lot about yarn. I learned a lot about with the stitches. And some people will say, what was the difference between, because they call, they say, oh, I see you knit. Knitting and crocheting is not the same. Knitting, you do, you have to work with two needles. Crocheting, it's one needle. Knitting has two stitches, knit and purl. Crocheting has, oh, so many. They have, I think, one, two, three, four, 
five, five main stitches. But with those five main stitches, you can create different stitches. And for instance, the Easy Baby Blanket that I'm making now that I use the stitch, that one stitch consists of two stitches, the single crochet and a half double crochet. That makes one stitch and I can create a blanket. That's another thing I like about crocheting. You can create whatever you want. In fact, I called, I didn't know what to do and what to say last night. So I went on and Googled some things about crocheting. Yes, please. I found out a crocheting cruises. You can actually go on a cruise. Wow. There will be lessons. There will be yarn to buy. They say they dance, they eat, but they also have crocheting classes. That's something I'm going to look into. I was going to say, that sounds like a lot of fun. They also, and crocheting is getting very popular again. Another thing I found out about, it's called Yarn Bomb. Yarn Bomb, it's an action covering objects and structures all over any city. And it's popular in Los Angeles and Pennsylvania, somewhere, Pittsburgh, all over the world, really. And what they do is you have to Google it and see the structures. But the one that I remember, there was a military tank. It's covered with crochet. They crocheted. I don't know if it was one person or a group of women, but they crocheted. It fits the tank perfectly. Like the long thing that comes out, that's the bus. The school bus was a crochet. It's an actual school bus, but it's a crocheted top to cover the bus. I've seen that somewhere. Yeah, if I were cross, you know, the top that I crocheted for you, Cookie, it's the same thing, only yours going to cover your body. This crochet covered the bus and the military tank. So that was something new. Crocheting relieves depression. That's one of the benefits from it. It's an antidepressant. So it does help me. I can sit and crochet and watch a movie. I don't have to watch the movie. I can hear it, listen to it. I'm calm and excited because I love to create. I have crocheted blankets, hats, socks, adult booties. I have a great granddaughter. She has all kinds of blankets, all different colors. I bet. Sweaters, yeah, (laughs) sweaters, that sort of thing. What's the thing that you're most, that like you were most proud of when you finished? Now I have a great, I have several great nephews and I even have a couple of, I just had a great nephew that was born this week. So I do a blanket for him, but there is one blanket that I did for a great nephew that lives in Pennsylvania and it came out perfect. It's a crib size blank. And I used the stitch that I just told you about. It doesn't have a name, but I got it from one of the videos and it's included. It's beautiful. If I have to say so myself. And I was really proud of it. So now with the border and everything that I did on it, whenever a baby or I have to make a blanket, I'll use that that particular pattern and I'll use the borders, but I may change things around. And another thing is I love to put colors together. And I created, when I go to purchase the yarn, I have an idea in my mind what I want to do. And that one came out just right. It, to me, it was, it's perfect. To me, it's perfect. <laughs> I remember, Tina, that you have given a cookie the top one time, and it was so beautiful. The black one? Yeah, it was so beautiful. Oh, thank you. So I know you're creating some beautiful stuff. Yeah, I'm working on one for cookie right now. That's amazing. 
for hand dancing. I have older cousins who taught me how to hand dance when I was 12 years old. Hand dancing is what we call it in Baltimore, hand dancing. It's a partner dance with a male and a female. That's how it started. But now you have females will dance with, they can, as long as one will pay the, play the man's part. The one, there's a man's part and a woman's part. And they work together in this dance as partners, as one. And it's what we call a street dance it's because it's not a professional dance like ballet, what have you, even though it has been dubbed an African-American art form by the Smithsonian Institute. Yes. And as you go around the country, it is Baltimore and D.C. calls it hand dancing. Pennsylvania may call it the bop. New York may call it the bop. And Chicago, you may have heard of stepping. It's basically the same thing because it's a six count and the six count is universal. So why do they call it hand dancing? Because we hold the man and the woman has to hold hands. He executes or he gives her instructions as far as whether he wants her to turn or move this way, whatever. But he does it through his hand and she reads it from his arm and his hand. Very interesting. Do you know how to hand dance, Cookie? Oh, yeah. They are really good, man. Oh, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. She's very good at it. Cookie is very good at it. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. I Like Tina stated, I remember growing up, and it was called the jitterbug. Yes. And we will get our indications from, as we call it, the lead, is certain ways that the arm has to be for right certain way the arms have to be for a left it's as tina stated you get better at it through instructions some people may be just natural i don't know if you remember a couple movies back i think it was one where denzel washington started and he was doing the lindy hop oh yeah and that's also derivative of i guess you would say hand dancing today so it's been around forever hand dancing is a derivative of the lindy hop Okay. Yeah. So the Lindy Hop started first and as it spread it around the countries, the states. Okay. I'm watching it on YouTube right now. And my parents used to do that too. Yeah. And, but it was a different, it's a difference in the step because my parents used to call, do the jitterbug where Mm -hmm. they would do two, 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 where we have, it's a six count. Six count. Yeah. I don't know if they ever knew how to do it formally, but they... Yeah, they did it. They, my mom was on the Buddy Dean show. Wow, that's what I was going to mention. Yeah, if you were from the Buddy Dean, you could. It was around in that area. Hand dancing really was around the fifties and the sixties. Yeah, my mom was. uh, My mom and her sisters were on the Buddy Dean show. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, remember that. And as Tina talked about the different indications of in terms of the lead and so forth, what a lot of people may know and what a lot of people don't know is that she has been given awards throughout her years as a hand dance. Wow. She has won first place. And we dub her as been on the dime, Tina, because one, of, and that's the truth, one of the important elements of dancing is to be able to do your turns, single turns, double turns. She's a triple turner. She spins on a dime and eloquently, she does it so eloquently. Now, some of my friends who got instructions from Tina, 
we just don't even try to do triple turns because <laughs> we know we, we can't compare to her. But yeah, she has won several awards through a um, organization that was through, what was the name of the organization in D.C. where you all would go to? It was called Smooth and Easy Institute, led by Lawrence Bradford. Right. And uh, Baltimore, they called their dance D.C. Hand Dance, and we are Baltimore Hand Dance. Baltimore Hand Dance was led by Shirley Duncan and Bradford Lawrence in D.C. And at the time, they were having professional dancers who do still do Lindy Hop and the ballet and what it, some of the other dances that I don't recall right now, but they were, they're professional dancers and they would have competitions and on the weekends in Bethesda, all over the country, California, North Carolina. And so Shirley and Brad decided that they would go because like I said before, hand dancing is not considered a professional dance. And we, as dancers, we, they call it like a street dance. We grew up doing this dance. This was our dance in our community. But those people, they were, went to school and were taught to do the dances that they do. And they, that's their occupation. So that's how we got started into these organizations. We found out the things that they were doing. They embraced us and we learned a lot. They taught us how to instruct. And that's what we do in Baltimore and D.C. I love it. It's great. So, Tina, are you still instructing? Yes. Right now I'm teaching a class at Vulcan Blazers on, I can give you the 2811 Druid Park Drive. I teach on Wednesday nights from six to eight, $10. And we, we invite all beginners, but there are, I do have a section too, where I have advanced. I teach footwork and ladies posture. That is great. So once we talk to Rena today and what Tina says, what she doing, it seems like senior need to be occupying the hobby that really interests them very well. And they, it enhances them mind relaxation, happiness. And when I go to see Cookie or Tina hand dancing, and when they are doing hand dancing, how enjoyable for them. It's like they are flying on the sky, you know, they are free. And it's look like, oh, no worry anywhere around them. And it's just like that. And to live that way or even a couple of hours a week, I'm sure that is very healthy for anybody. So that says that hobby is very important for all kind of age. And especially we are talking for senior. So a listener, please Look for a hobby that you can enjoy very well. And you can see some difference as a mind, body, freshen up you and you feel different. Even Wendy said earlier, walking outside, you might not want to walk. Our aunt is a 95 year old, has a both knee surgery done, but she at this age, she also goes walk half an hour. She might not walking fast, but she walks. And that she says she loves that because it's fresh air. She walking, she meets the people while she walks. She looks at plants and trees around her and that freshen her up. So even smaller hobbies does different to your mind and your soul. So please keep in a listener. Please do some hobby. That's fine. 
Yeah, a lot of hobbies have dual benefits like volunteering. Volunteering is can do you can really occupy yourself with volunteering and find new purpose in life and meet new people and you're helping somebody by doing that volunteering. That's bring me the subject that previously what I say, JK, he does a lot of volunteer volunteers around her his neighborhood. Every night there is a seniors comes to his store, he feeds them a dinner. He cooks the dinner for them. Whatever they like, cook them, feed them. He does the grocery shopping. Like they call him and say, seniors, can you, I cannot go out. Can you buy this from Giant? And he'll go buy and provide it to senior. Even he's a senior helping other senior. As we discussed before, his volunteer is one way to occupy her great hobby. So, Wendy, can you talk about the different types of hobbies that there are? Sure. Lots of different hobbies. We just talked about volunteering. There are social hobbies, just like Pinky talked about early, getting together with your friends. This makes you happy. This makes you not feel isolated or lonely, especially if you are living alone. This is how you're going to keep up with your joy. Card games, going to movies... These days, with the internet and sites like Facebook and Nextdoor and things like that, if you are interested in something and you want to meet other people, there are all kinds of groups out there. I know right up the street from me near the senior center, we have groups of retirees that meet every day and play pickleball. That's become a whole thing for them. Plus, it's really good for you to be moving your body and exercise, endorphins, collecting things, antiques, postcards, decor. Everybody has something they like, and I think that's really good. I know my husband loves to paint little models, and then he, when he's finished with painting them, he sells them on eBay, and then he buys new ones and paints them and so on. He really doesn't want to have a thousand models around but he just likes the process of it. Sports and games, Ravens, Orioles, we all love that. Following a sports team around. What else? There's, there are those enrichment hobbies like learning a foreign language or reading or blogging, writing. That's very that's very enjoyable. Before I travel, in a few months, I'm going to get one of those apps that teach you a foreign language and the foreign language that I am thinking about learning because I'm pretty good with French, even though I probably flub up when I'm in France, but I'm going to learn how to speak Italian. I'm just going to download an app and learn how to speak Italian. That, that also keeps your brain going. That's you know? great. Drawing and painting is the other one very popular on seniors. Going to Elka City, which is a little town on a weekend, there is a painting class. They are students, but they just go on a street, do their painting. It might not seem perfect painting for them, but that's one of the hobby. That way they meet other seniors, especially we know one, he's or 85-year-old, yep, yep. and he makes the poster for any function. He paints every day. He has rented a room, paint every day. Painting is one of the good hobby that enjoy okay so let's take a break and when we return we will share some medical terminologies from pinky 
resources from Wendy, and of course, we end with Pinky's joke. Welcome back. This is the part of our podcast where we will review any feedback or questions received and give you some resources if you need to continue your research. Cookie, did you want to go ahead and tell us about the shout out we received? We did receive a shout out, I think, from Miss Lucille Barber discussing that she's in the process of trying to make a determination as will be in the best interest of her mom at the stage and place in her life. And she just thanks us for being able to get information and moving forward into making one of those difficult decisions. So one of the shout outs we received was from, she didn't give us her name, but she wrote, this is so great. I work in a SNF as an occupational therapist, and it's actually crazy how many people are unaware of how to take care of their aging family members, even just the most basic details. This is such a great idea to spread that knowledge. Thank you. Pinky, did you want to give us some medical terminology? Okay, we start with DTR, deep tender reflex, DOE, dyspnea from exertion. That is means short of breath while you do the activity. ETOH, everybody know that we call ethyl, it's alcoholism. TX, it is a differential diagnosis, verify of diagnostic possibility are being considered to diagnose type of cancer. Are you guys ready for my job today? I hope you like it. I'm ready. The local news station was interviewing an 80-year lady because she had just got married for the fourth time. The interviewer asked her question and then about the new husband occupation. He is a funeral director, she answered. He then asked her if she would mind telling him a little about her first three husbands and what they did for living. A smile came to her face and she answered proudly. First married a banker when she was in her 20s. Then a circus ringmaster when she was in her 40s. And preacher when she was on 16. Now in her 80s, her funeral director. The interview looked at her and asked why she had married four men such diverse career. She smiled and explained, I'm married, one for money, two for show, three for get ready, and four to go. I thought it was funny. I like it. I think it's funny. We are not married for that, but if we decide to marry, that's what the step we need to take. All right. If you are a senior and you've retired, or even if you're still working, you're looking for a new hobby, the RP website has a lot of information. I know I say this every week, but Medicare also, I found a great article on Medicare. There's also another website called 60 for Seniors. There's a wealth of information out there. I would just caution you that when you Google something, you want to go past the ads and get to the actual websites because there'll be a lot of ads that are just trying to get to sell you something, but you want to go to the websites that are actually out there to help seniors. 
this time I want to take some time. Thank you, Tina and Jay Patel to be our guest speaker for this show. We appreciate all their knowledge was shared with us today. Thank you both. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You're very welcome. If you have any questions, feedback, or ideas for future topics, please visit our website. We ask that you subscribe to our upcoming episodes by visiting www.seniorscast.com. Our episodes are released every other Tuesday morning. You can also email us at seniors at seniorscast.com, or you can find us on Facebook under Seniors and the people who love them. Also, please give our podcast a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Until next time, I'm Cookie. I'm Pinky. And I'm Wendy. Bye. Bye. -bye.